As always, I want to take just a moment to thank you for watching. And uh, <clears throat> I hope that you've had a wonderful weekend. I hope that uh, you were able to enjoy some nice weather. And I uh, hope you were able to worship yesterday with your church family. Uh, whether online or in person. Uh, it's a privilege that many in this world do not have to worship freely. And so I'm very thankful for that privilege to worship freely. And um, uh, I hope tonight that you know, and uh, good evening to those that are watching as names are popping up. Just give everyone a minute. I want to apologize for not being on Friday. Uh, our uh, our tree next to our house was struck by lightning and messed up our internet. And today they came out and fixed that internet, got us up and running. And as the storm came in tonight, another tree got hit by um, lightning and we were without internet again. Uh, but thankfully, the fine fellows at Hamilton County Communication uh, were able to get out here and to fix our internet. And so I want to thank Tim and Josh for that. And so I am able to come out tonight and uh, deliver this evening devotional to you. And um, we were very blessed this week at church. Uh, with the weekend, we've seen a person baptized, a person saved. Uh, new families. It's just been an exciting weekend. It's been a hard weekend, I know, for many people. Um, we have a, uh, a dear, dear church member. Uh, she's in her early 90s that uh, has been taken out to a uh, assisted living nursing home facility in West Virginia. And uh, she is uh, quickly um, getting ready to meet the Lord. And while I am happy for her and I am thankful that she is going to be made whole, it still saddens me to think about um, someone that, you know, going home to be with the Lord and uh, that void that's left. But um, tonight I want you to think about something that, uh, a topic that I really think is important tonight. And as we start here in chapter 12, it is the idea of where does your help come from? Most of your life and most of the days of your life, you and I will be guilty of trying to do things on our own, trying to work harder to make it through, try to rely on our own strength and our own smarts. And if you know anything about me, smarts are, are uh, not in abundance up here in this brain. But tonight I want you to know that truly in the middle of your life, if you are seeking answers or hope or strength or deliverance from earthly means, you will always be found lacking. And I want you to listen to these verses tonight in chapter 12. Ephraim feeds on wind, 
and pursues the east wind continually. He multiplies lies and violence. Moreover, he makes a covenant with Assyria and oil is carried to Egypt. Now you have probably heard this saying before that they are full of hot air. That means that they boast, they talk about themselves, they they stretch the truth, and, and you got to be careful what they tell you because they're just full of hot air. And tonight I want you to think about this in this sense. If you were hungry and starving, would you want to just run around outside with your mouth open eating the air, or would you want to sit down and eat something of substance? Well, I don't know about you, but I think you can tell by the double chin on this video tonight that I'm not an air eater. I want food. And tonight, what he's saying is that when you pursue the things of this world to give you happiness and joy and put your trust in, you will never be filled. And I think that's important tonight because one, as a Christian, my hope is not based in this life. Whether God takes me home tonight or God takes me home when I'm 97 years old, no matter where that spectrum lies, the years that God gives me here are not what I am hoping for. My hope is based on the fact that this life is short. This life is just the beginning. This life is just the launching pad to an eternity in heaven into a place where there is no death, is no sorrow, is no sickness, is no pain, and that for me and my loved ones who know Jesus, we will be there together forever. There are no funerals in heaven. There are no ICU beds in heaven. There are no wheelchairs, canes, or walkers in heaven. Because why? My hope is not built in the facade that this life is all there is, like the secular and the humanist wants you to believe. And so I'm not going to feed my hope on the wind, on the hot air of this world. I'm going to feed it on the word of God that says, there's a place prepared for me, a mansion, the Bible says, and I'm going to trust what God has said to me. I'm not going to put my hope and faith in other people because people are going to fail me. People are going to fail you. But there's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. And so tonight, if you are relying on your wealth to provide for you, if you're well, trusting in your job to provide you, trust in him. Trust in the real source, not feeding on the wind. And so not only does it matter what you are intaking that gives you hope or a lack of hope, it's what you're chasing after. Second part of this verse is, and pursues the east wind continually. Just like running around trying to eat the air is no good, chasing the wind is no good. It's kind of like this, trying to catch the wind in your hands. Well, you can't do it. Chasing the wind is impossible. You can't see it. It's always moving. It's always changing. And so how could you possibly ever catch the wind. And what he's saying is the nation of Israel is always chasing things that they'll never catch. 
They're always longing for things that they'll never have. And tonight, friends, you need to learn one significant word, contentment. Not contempt, (laughs) contentment. That whatever God has given me, it's enough. If God has given me $2, it's enough. God's given me $2 million, it's enough. If God's given me this husband or this wife, they're enough. If God has given me 10 years or 70 years, I'm going to trust God that it's enough. And I'm going to learn that God will give me what I need. Most people are chasing the wind continually. They're chasing happiness from different things in bottles that they can drink. They're chasing happiness in the toys that they can buy. They're chasing self-worth in the um, accolades that they can accomplish in this world. And what Hosea is telling the nation of Israel, you've fed on the air, you've chased the air, and you've end up being hungry and never catching what you want. And this is how I see so many people living and how guilty I can be of the same thing. But it doesn't stop there. It goes on and says he multiplies lies and violence. Why do you think that is? Well, if you can't find food and you can't find what you're after, then the only option is to lie to try to tell yourself that you have what you need and violence to try to take what's something that you want that God hasn't given you. You see, friends, that's why people lie. There's a lacking in their life. They've got to lie about somebody else because their self-confidence is not good. And they don't trust that if they've sinned and asked for forgiveness that God can use that story. They don't trust that they're... God's opinion of them is enough and so they have to lie about their bank accounts or they have to borrow money for a car that they can't afford so that people look at them and think, oh, they must be so successful. And so when we're trying to convince others or ourselves, there are lies. But secondly, there's violence. You say, well, Jake, I've never beat anybody up to get what I want. I've never, you know... Uh, went into a bank and robbed it, but yet the Bible tells us, right, that to hate in your heart is murder. To look and lust after a woman is adultery. And so sometimes that violence is acted out upon, but sometimes that violence and hatred is in our heart. Why didn't I get that promotion at work? Why does that family seem to have all the blessings in life? Why why do why do they get everyone's love and affection, but I'm the middle child and never got it? I'm not the middle child, by the way, and for all you middle child people out there, I'm so sorry that you feel the world has forgotten you, but um that's not the case. But yet that's how we begin to think. And so violence and lies come from not being satisfied and not being fed. And then it says, moreover, he makes a covenant with Assyria and oil is carried to Egypt. What it's saying is when he can't find satisfaction, he will team up with whoever is there. And Assyria was wicked. 
Egypt was wicked. But yet, when everything fell apart, they were grasping for straws. They were looking for anybody that could help them. But yet the one person who could help them, God, was willing to help them, but they wouldn't do it his way. And so tonight, friends, don't bring yourself to ruin by settling for a relationship that God doesn't want you in. From being friends with people who are going to drag you down, from pursuing things that God never wanted you to have, all because of selfishness. Trust Him tonight as your Lord and Savior. Trust Him tonight as you walk through those valleys. Trust Him tonight and watch what God can do. It will be amazing and satisfying all at the same time. Tonight, I want to thank you for watching. I just want you to know tonight that I know many of you have been through a lot. Many of you have, have overcome some trials here lately and been, um, whoa, my fault, my fault, my fault. Um, uh, blessed, but tonight I want you to know that these comments are always open. The messages are private. They're always on. I can always read them. And so if you need something, please message, comment, leave a message at the church. My phone number is 618-240-8159. I've got a lot of calls I'm behind on, but I'm working through them. And so if you call and it's an emergency, I promise I'll try to move you to the top of the list. But know that you're not alone. Know that you are loved. And know that God can be your source if you let him. And so as always, God bless you. And I look forward, if the Lord is willing, to being with you tomorrow night.